Hey guys, welcome to our Sermon of the Week podcast. Today's message is from Nathan Herndon. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out our app, our website, for ways to give. Good to see everyone. Man, it is, it's almost, um, I feel so much, so much peace, I, I almost am afraid to talk here. Like this is, uh, sometimes just in the peace, it's, it's like... Um, the peace speaks. You know, it's not words, it's just, just peace. Um, but uh, it's wrestling with, with whether I should share this or not. So I, I think in the context of last moment, I, I, I am going to uh, share this. But as we were singing this morning in all the peace, we were, a lot of songs just about uh, like confessions of love for God. I think, I think some of us are here and, and we're like, God, I, I'm struggling with my love for you. And I feel like in worship, that's when these, these confessions are, you know, I love you, Lord, can, can turn into heart cries and desires. I think, you know, sometimes we're in places where we're not, where we can honestly say, like, my heart is not lovesick for God. And that's when we can say, God, this is what I want. I want my heart to love you like this. And so don't feel like a, uh, uh, don't feel like a fake because you're declaring your love for Jesus this morning. All right, you're crying out because that's what you really want. But I, I felt like this morning, like I got a picture of. Uh, remember when we were singing "Defender"? Uh, you, you know, when I thought I lost me, you know where to find me, right? And then it, it says you picked up all the pieces and put me back together. I kind of got a, a picture of of, uh, of hearts kind of being all fragmented, like a like a mirror that's that's kind of shattered in in uh, a million different pieces. And I just felt like. What the Spirit was ministering to me is, is God's putting people back together, but um, especially he's, he's helping people um, rediscover their heart's affections. That's what I really felt. And so I think that's really significant this morning. Now, I wasn't planning on saying this, so this was just on me so heavily. I just want to uh, take a risk. But I, I felt like um, the significance of that was that so many of us have learned how to get through life by numbing out and watching TV and staring at a screen, but we've actually grown distant from the, the true affections of our heart. And so we look at our wife and our children, and we're just like, ah, we, we, our, our heart doesn't feel like it should. And we sing, Jesus, I love you, and our heart doesn't really do anything. And I, I think that one of the things that, one of the invitations from the Lord this morning is he actually wants to put your affections back in place this morning right in your heart. So your heart feels like it should. You know, it's a, it's a good church when the people are emotional wrecks. You know that? It, it's a bad church where you have to create a, a theology where you don't need to feel anything. And what happens is, is we've so neglected our hearts and we've so neglected lovesickness in the church and then we've insulated our hearts with theologies that say feelings are bad. That's called emotionalism. You don't want that. I just want to say I, I really believe that today God is, is, is putting hearts' affections back in the, in the rightful place. So can I pray that? I want to pray that if you want that, like I, I'm just going to do this just out of God. I want to receive that. I, I want, I would, the, the affections of the Father to hit me in the heart again, right? So just, let's, just, let's just tell the Lord this. So Lord, we just, we just start out saying this morning that we want our affections put back in the right place in our hearts. And we want to spiritualize feeling next to nothing. 
except anger and frustration, bitterness, rage. And I just pray that a, a tenderness, the tenderness of your spirit, Holy Spirit, we, we ask you to come with tenderness again. Love, kindness. Lord, when's the last time we genuinely looked at people and instead of feeling annoyed, we felt compassion? Jesus, you cried over people you knew were about to betray you and crucify you. We want that back. So I just pray, God, I just pray for the right feelings, biblical feelings, feelings from your heart to be placed back into ours, put us back together in that department, we pray, God. We just bless you this morning, and we just pray that we would feel like you feel about biblical community, specifically this morning, God. So we bless you, and we ask you uh, to come and be the honored guest in this place, and to come put us back together this morning. We ask this and pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Well, good. And so if you feel like crying, even though like I'm not really, I, I'm, I've got a lot of information for you this morning, but you feel like crying or laughing or you're just feeling something, just let it out, all right? We'll just, I'll just keep going. You just do your thing. Is that a deal? All right. Well, guys, um, we, are, we are not necessarily in a series. Uh, we, we wrapped up, you know, last week uh, we wrapped up WIND Conference and Jason Upton was here. And man, that was, that was a blessing. Um, before that, well, we did a series on, uh, on the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's not going to be the last that you've heard of this. We, that was just the tip of the iceberg. We just began to lay a biblical and theological foundation on the Holy Spirit um, during that series. And we're going to be speaking more on this. And I want to tell you, um, as uh, uh, in, in 2022, this has been, does anybody remember the word that God gave us for 2022? Anybody remember this? What this is going to be? This is going to be a, a what year? Anybody remember? A, a rebuild year. We started out the, uh, the year doing a series on how God rebuilds from the book of Nehemiah. And so this is going to be a rebuild year. And God is rebuilding lots of things, hearts, but he's really rebuilding providence in some beautiful ways. And one of the things that God uh, has been uh, rebuilding is, uh, is our teaching ministry at Providence. And uh, specifically the sessions. You just heard that we're starting the sessions again this October 2nd. Um, but here's what sessions are going to be now. They're going to still be at the same time and same place, 9 to 9.45 on Sunday mornings. But the first Sunday of every month is going to be uh, coffee and questions. Basically what that is is you're going to hear from, uh, from someone that uh, we want you to interact with. Uh, next week, October 2nd, it's going to be me and my wife. And coffee and questions is a time for you all to come. And we're going to dialogue about stuff that's actually on your heart. And so come and ask absolutely anything. I promise you, listen, if you ask it, Adrian and I will answer it next week. Um, if we can't, uh, if we don't know the, no, no matter how spicy and how weird, I promise you we will answer it. We'll get into there because we want to be a church where we uh, can have good dialogue. Sometimes I get tired of, I feel like I, sometimes I toss out stuff that nobody's asking. I want to actually answer questions that you're asking. And so the first Sunday of every single month is going to be, uh, it's going to be a Q&A time with leaders at Providence, uh, or uh, like coming up here, different missionaries that we have, or missions partners that we have. We want you to get to know people. And so that's going to be Coffee and Questions, the, the first Sunday of every month. And then we're going to offer four 
classes. You want to hear what those four classes are? All right. Um, the four classes, and then we're just going to, we're just going to uh, keep doing them every, we're going to offer the four, and then we're going to restart them. We want everybody, these are foundational classes, these are things that if you're a part of Providence in any capacity, you need to know what we're going to be teaching in these four classes. And here's the four classes. Um, the, the first one is called Spirit Life, okay? It's going to be, it's going to start, it's going to be three weeks, it's going to start on October 9th. Um, and uh, Spirit Life, and it is going to be a, a deeper, deeper exploration of what it is to be filled with the Spirit, to do life in the Spirit. Um, it's going to be a class, three weeks, on the Holy Spirit. Anybody saying amen to that? Anybody? Uh, then our, our second class is a class on biblical foundations. We're going to just take the Bible, and we're going to say, this is how you read God's Word. This is what the word redemption means. This is what the word reconciliation means. This is what the word justification means. And we're going to define stuff that you have to know to properly divide God's word. Okay, so biblical foundations. Uh, we're going to do a class on, this is, this is foundational uh, to this house, but the father heart of God. You have to know God is father. Jesus came teaching us to call God, Yahweh, dad. And that, that offends so many people. And, and the reason is, is just because many of us have, have we, we need an encounter with the Father's heart. And so we're going to do a three-week class on the Father heart of God. And then our fourth class uh, is just a class on sharing Jesus. How to put together a testimony, like a two-minute testimony to share Jesus so you're ready in season and out of season. What actually is the gospel? Right? That is something that we need, we need a lot of clarity on. I'm not sure that many of us would pass that test because, you know, I, I hear us. <laughs> and the gospel is not, you're a pretty good person. I think maybe God will like you enough to, that is not it, guys. It is much more powerful than that. We're going to talk about how do we take your life and actually turn you into a missionary so wherever you go, your lips are dripping with the best news in the world. Okay, so that is, so those are the four classes, spirit life, biblical foundation, the father heart of God, sharing Jesus, and the first week of every month um, is going to be a Q&A where you're going to be able to interact with other people, and we're going to eat donuts, laugh hilariously, drink lots of coffee, get super hyped for worship, and, uh, and talk, okay? How's that sound? Sound okay? So we're rebuilding that, and so it's, it, that, is, that is one of the things. If you want to get to know uh, Providence more, you want to get to know God more especially, that, that's going to be that. And then we're rebuilding missions at Providence. Do you know what, what COVID did to missions? It did, it did a, what was uh, theologically called a, a doozer, all right? <laughs> it, did all, it, all, it, it did all duper on it, all right? So when you can't travel and you can't like, so, so missions at Providence uh, historically has been the tip of the spear, like, we, we started out year one at Providence. We drilled three clean water wells in Africa, all right? So, like, we, we don't even know the rich uh, missional heritage that Providence has come from, you know, and that, that we've done. And what we need to do is we need to take it off the, off the shelf, and we just need to get it back. And we're going to be a church that has a massive commitment and heartbeat for God's mission in this world. When God looks at the world, his heart breaks, and we want ours to break with it. We don't want to just feel bad from a distance. We actually want to be a part. We want to co-mission with God in the earth. Um, and so if we want to see spiritual gifts break out, get off couches, co-mission with God, that's when they're actually necessary and needed, all right, when we're on mission with God. And so, uh, so we are going to, in, in 2023, we're going to go on a missions trip somewhere. I'm not sure where yet. We're going to get on a plane. We're going to go somewhere dangerous, all right? 
and we're, we're going to take some risk. Maybe Haiti, maybe Africa. Come on. All right. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, Mars, <laughs> you know? Right? So we're going we're gonna to do something crazy. And then the first three weeks in November, we're doing a mission series. All right. November 6th, uh, one, uh, someone that I admire and appreciate so much, a, a young man named Blessing Chisanu, a Zambian man. Um, he is uh, ordained, I, I believe, in the, uh, uh, man, in the Church of England. All right. He lives in England and uh, he's Anglican. And he's going to be here speaking, and I promise you, you don't want to miss that week. All right, Calvin Brain led him to Jesus and discipled him, and now God's using him on a global scale, all right? So you're not going to want to miss that day, and you're going to learn about uh, Calvin Brain's ministry uh, with SIM and the pastor's book set, okay? So you're going to learn about that. November 13th, then, we're actually going to, we're going to tune in with our missions partners on the screen that can't be here. All right, but Haiti Bible Mission, Mark Stockland, his whole family will be here. We're going to get the Hallids on the screen. We're, we're going to, all of our local partners we're going to have here, and we're going to celebrate what God is doing. And then on November 20th, uh, one of our local missions partners, that's Kelly Latta Ministries. Kelly Latta will be speaking here that day, and we're just going to see what God is doing missionally because we have to be alive to God's mission on the earth, okay? So we're rebuilding missions in 2023 uh, is going to be our, uh, it's going to be mission's best days at Providence. You hear this? We're going to be more engaged than ever. All right. So, um, that's what, that's, uh, that's what the church is called to be and to do. So we're going to reintroduce Providence to missions and it's going to be a wonderful thing. Today though, I want to talk about group ministry. I've got about 25 minutes. I want to talk about group ministry. Grab your Bibles. All right. Uh, uh, open them to Let's start at Acts chapter 2. I'm going to be uh, jumping all over the place and, and uh, tossing out lots of biblical text for us to, to look at and, and to consider. But I want to talk today about group ministry. And I want to say this when we're talking about groups. I love how, how Steve invited you into group ministry, um, invited you into people's lives, invited, invited you into homes. But I do want to say that at, at Providence, group ministry um, is not a program we're trying to run. We have not created a program where we're going to stamp you and cookie cutter you and then have some hope of, of producing some very similar kind of thing all across the board. That is, that is not what we're trying to do. So at Providence, group ministry is not a program. At Providence, group ministry is a, is a vital part of, of the Christian life, of discipleship, and of biblical community, all right? So it's not necessarily about group ministry. It's more about biblical community, discipleship, and the Christian life. How is it supposed to look? Well, it's not supposed to look like people, uh, it, you know, downloading information by themselves, okay? Gru uh, the Christian life is supposed to look like togetherness and us locking arms, not only when it's hard, but especially when it's hard, and, and going after Jesus together, all right? Now, let me, let me tell you this. This is going to feel like a, a massive departure uh, from what I'm saying here, but I, I want to set something up here. Uh, do you guys ever watch uh, the, the Discovery Channel, and do you ever see, like, Shark Week or some of those shark shows? Do you ever see those things, anybody? Hey, don't be ashamed, all right? Yeah, but there you go. Um, 
So Shark Week, and, and you know, if you're on social media too, at least on, on, on my reels that come up, sharks and alligators are always like the, the, main, the main thing. I don't know why God's always showing me sharks and alligators. But anyway, uh, they're, they're always up, and I'm always seeing these. And here's, here's what I've noticed like on Shark Week or on, on these reels that pop up on my, on my social is there's always a kayaker, a paddleboarder, or a boater, all right? And, and they've been enjoying the water for about three hours without falling in, all right? And they're just enjoying life on their paddleboard and on their, their kayak and they're just on their boat and they're all like, hey, and they're having good family time. Sometimes their dog is with them. Sometimes their lunch is with them. They can paddle while they eat breakfast on these boards, all right? But I promise you, here's what happens every time. The, the first time a shark shows up, they just instinctively fall in, all right? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever seen that? Like, a kayaker is fine for six hours. Suddenly a shark shows up and he just capsizes. Like you're like, wow, that's, a, that's very interesting. That is a very strange. It's, it's, like, it's like what happens when, when danger comes is, is our, um, our worry and our greatest fear tends to take over. It's like a, a squirrel on the side of the road. You're driving along. The squirrel, you're fine. Stay right there. The squirrel says, no, I've got to run in front of your vehicle. Oh, like, that's a, that's a mess. Like, wh- why do you do that? Like, this isn't weird. Like, why do you jump in, in, the, in the alligator's mouth? Like, why do you do this? Like, it's, why are you, is there this inclination to, uh, to fall as soon as uh, danger shows up? I, I, I feel like... Are you guys, are you sure you're with me on that one? You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Have you seen it too? Let me see a show of hands. I got to see some hands here to, all right, a third of you. The rest of you are just like, stop talking. Uh, but, uh, but here's, let me tell you about the equivalent to this in the church. Is the equivalent to this in, in, the, in the church is as soon as something challenging happens, happens relationally in the church. So that's the shark or the gator. All right? So, something shows up like, oh, that feels weird. Ah, that feels awkward. Man, that's going to be a rough talk. As soon as that shows up, we, we fall in, or the equivalent in the church is we pull away due to relational tension. All right? You see, that's the, that's the equivalent. So we, we fall into danger. The danger is not staying in the church and having a hard conversation and feeling awkward with somebody for a while. That, that's actually the safety of the church. When you can be in the church in close proximity, still be loved, still be accepted, still, and, and, have, and have a path to restoration and wholeness. That's safety. That's being in the kayak. That's being on the boat with your lunch and your dog. All right? The danger is pulling away. You hear this? The, the danger, the, the, when you pull away, you're jumping in the shark's mouth, spiritually speaking. And our natural response, in the church especially, our natural response to relational challenges is pull away, jump in the shark's mouth. And that is when, when you've pulled away, that's where the fire dies. That's where you don't have people in your corner saying, you're going to follow Jesus, like it or not, because I'm with you. Not on my watch. Good friend. When you pull away and, you, and, and you, you begin to decide that Christianity for you is going to be a download of information from a distance, and then you make yourself feel better by saying, why? Well, we watch it. We watch it. We watch it. Well, watching it is great if you're sick. Watching it is great if, you're, if your kids are going crazy. We just need it. We're going to tap in because we want to know what's going on with our family. Watching it is great if you're on a trip. Watching it is not great as a substitute for biblical community. So I want to talk about a few things that, that 
discipleship requires. Here, listen to this. If you, if you're a, uh, discipleship just means fo- uh, followership of Jesus. So if you're saying, I'm following Jesus, like there's, there's things that discipleship requires, and, and what is required in discipleship is togetherness, close proximity, presence ministry. Like we, we want to be a, a presence-centered church, right, where the Holy Spirit is here, and we, we want to cry out for that, right? And, but it continues, the, the kind of church where we are with one another, no matter what, you can't escape me. We are in each other's presence. That is the kind of ministry, or that is the kind of family where disciples are actually made, and pulling away is the opposite of followership of Jesus, all right? Discipleship requires togetherness. Now, now around here, we talk about three winds of discipleship. So our logo here is the wind. It is representative. It's not fire, actually. <laughs> Some of us think, wow, that's a cool fire puff. Oh, wow. You know, it's actually a wind puff. Uh, God uh, providentially gave us a windmill up here that doesn't work. If anyone knows how to fix that, please do. I'm serious. Just go out there and fix it. Uh, but uh, we got a quote for like 60 grand. They say, oh, it's so old. Um, you know, they don't even make the part. Well, I'm like, you don't know the geniuses in my church. I'm t- there's some geniuses here. I know they can, they can rig themselves. They can shimmy up that thing and fix it. But uh, we've, got, we've got this wind thing. We want to be a church that catches the winds of the Spirit in our day. We don't want to miss the move of God. Amen? And we want to be a church. If we're a Jesus church, we have to be a Holy Spirit church. And we say, Holy Spirit, come and do your thing. But there's, there's, three, there's th- three winds of discipleship that are important for growing. One of them is the Word of God. We have to discover who God is. We have to discover who God says we are in him. We have to learn. We have to, we have to uh, enjoy and taste and chew on and, and meditate on truth. We have to learn how to read the Bible. We have to learn how, how to, to give and receive. It's the word of God. It's one of the winds of the spirit. Uh, another wind of the spirit is the presence of God. Here's, here's what happens in the presence of God is we actually encounter God. <laughs> We actually get to taste and see what he's like. There's one thing to read about it, and there's another thing to actually taste it. Uh, you know, just to encounter God, here's, here's what he feels like. Here's what he tastes like. Here's what he smells like. And you know what happens uh, in, in the presence of God is healing happens. I think that the healing people's hurts and hearts is, is one of the things that we have completely missed in our, in our discipleship. We think that as long as we teach people the word, they'll be healed, but actually not. You have to get people in the presence of God. You have, to, you have to minister healing oil to people's hearts in the spirit. That's how people hear, heal, not just downloading info all the time. You take the info and, and just you squeeze the oil out on them, all right? Uh, so it's the word of God and the presence of God. But here's, here's the third wind of discipleship. It's the family of God. The family of God. The family of God. It's presence ministry. Together ministry, togetherness. What would happen if we, if we knew a lot about the Bible and we loved God's presence, but we, we weren't actually a part of anyone else's lives? Let me tell you what happened is we would quickly go, go nowhere fast. All right? That is not how you grow. God does things in his presence so you can give that away in someone else's. All right? God teaches you things in his presence and his word so you can give it, so you can give it away. It's this receiving and this giving. God is not just trying to fill you up so you can be full, but he wants to fill you up so he can spill you out. 
All right, and that's called the family of God. And in the family of God, you belong, which just belonging is massively important. People need to feel like they belong, and we have to do our part in that at Providence. If people are, are not feeling connected, we have to become good at connecting. If people are not feeling like they're belonging, we have to create seats at the table where people can come sit. And that's why we're doing the welcome lunch and starter groups, and that's why we uh, have our foyer full of about 20 different groups that you can be a part of, because just belonging is a massive part of your following of Jesus. It is not a spectator sport. It is not something that you do on your own. It's something that you do as a part of a family. So in family, you belong. But you know what you also do in a family is you serve. You've got chores, yo. Right? You've got stuff to do. All right? And this is one of the conversations in my house. My wife does too much in my house. All right? We've, we've got to help share the load. We've got to do dishes. And we've got to do stuff. All right? And not just take her for granted. Can I, man, that was a great place for a witness from some, from, from mothers, you know, but uh, there's, there's a, uh, in the family of God, you learn to, you, you belong, and there's something about belonging is you, you don't belong based on your performance, you belong based on your identity, all right? And so in a, in a healthy family, you don't belong because you scored 30 points at a basketball game. Oh man, you belong, all right? You don't belong because you cooked a good meal. You don't belong because of something you did. You belong because of who you are. You're a Herndon. You're, you're, a, you're a, a Schultz. You're a Smith. You're a Holstead. Come on, right? You, you belong because you are a part of the family. And at Providence, is if you're a part of the family, you, you just belong because of who you are in Jesus. All right? But you also learn to serve from that place. Not, not for people's approval, but from God's approval. You serve. And we have to learn how to be family, and family takes proximity. A lot of this should sound like a repeat because we did this Ecclesia series not too long ago, and I was preaching this then. All right? So I, hopefully it doesn't sound like new revelation, but if it does, maybe you're hearing it again for the first time, and I'll take that, right? So listen, discipleship requires together, togetherness, but let me also say this, that, that in the kingdom, community is not an option. Community is the design. It's not an option. It's like some people, uh, when... Uh, uh, you know, some people get themselves off the hook when it comes to giving generously and hilariously and lavishly of their finances. They say, well, you know, I could tithe, but I can tithe my money, my time, or my talent, right? I say, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't give, you know, generously of my finances. I, I, I serve on a team. That's called serving on a team. That's not called giving, okay? And it's not, it's not like tithe, talent, or, 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 you know, the three T's. It's all of them. And this is a hard crowd today. <laughs> like I, thought, I thought, you know, I thought the wind conference would have loosened you up. But, uh, um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm going to keep going. But it's, it's all of these things. And I'm telling you that the design is you're all in or you're not. You never ride the fence. And, and in the body, community is the design. There's not another option. You can't say, I'll watch. You can't. You have to be. It's like this. If you all have a lasagna this afternoon, I love a food illustrations if you don't get this, right? I went 40 days without eating sugar or carbs. Come on now, all right? 
Yeah, I don't know if you can, if you can tell, but uh, you know, it, it, weight creeps off of me and I have to rebuke it constantly, but I have 40 days without eating. And then I had a bowl of ice cream and it's like, I, I don't even like this anymore. I was like, give me back my, my blueberries. But anyway, it's like my body's changing. Uh, but uh, anyway, so, but let's say that you all make a lasagna this afternoon and you get home and you say, you know what? I don't think I'm going to cook the lasagna in the oven today. I think I'm going to cook it on my bike. I'm just going to balance the, the lasagna, you know, tray on my bike seat, and I'm going to cook it that way, you see. So this is a kind of world where you say, hey, wow, how you cook is up to you. And blah, that's, you know, what's you is you, and what's me is me. And, like, we're all, and, and, and no longer is it legal to say, yeah, bikes don't cook lasagnas. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know like what, what uh, you know, you know, where you showed up, but yeah, a bike can't cook a lasagna, you see. You know, I got my master's to tell you that one. See, and I'm just telling you, I'm telling you this. <laughs> like, like, why? I, I like bikes better than ovens. Well, you can like bikes better than ovens. I'm just telling you, it won't work. Your bike won't cook your lasagna. All right? And you can say this. I like watching church. I like doing my own personal studies by myself. Can I tell you this, guys? Listen, 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 listen. This is supposed to sting. It's going to. I, I hope it does. If it doesn't, get the affections of your heart back, all right? It's not about what you like. It is not about what you like. If the church turns into giving, finding out what people like and giving it to them, all right, that is, that is it's no longer the church. It's like trying to cook a lasagna on a bike. Well, people like bikes more, so let's stop cooking and let's start. Ah. Guys, this is, is, no, is no mystery why the church has become what it's become. All right? It's no power. No power. Well, I, like, I like cooking the way I like cooking. Listen, listen, it's not about what we like. It's about how the designer designed life to be lived. All right? And he says this, if you want to cook a lasagna, you have to pop the puppy in the oven. And so whether you like it or not, just, just let the cooking process happen. You will like the outcome. All right? As the heat gets turned, I hate heat. Well, you, you'll, you'll, you'll like it when you're eating lasagna, I promise. Do you know, do you know the early church devoted themselves to, to, to the kind of life like, that God designed? Did you know this? This is why I had you turn to Acts chapter 2. And we've read this so many times, but we have to keep reading it. Acts chapter 2, listen to this. They devote, this, is, this is the first part of Acts chapter 2 is the Holy Spirit's poured out. All right? So the church is actually becomes the New Testament church. Right? And, now, and then, then Peter preaches a sermon where thousands of people come to know Jesus, all right? Now, this is how they live moments after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church. Thousands of people, like, listen, the church was a mega church from the start. We have to hear that. The church wasn't 17 people existing in two houses. They had to figure out how, how do we do life and discipleship and how do we help all of these people to grow and follow Jesus as a massive community, this was, the, this was the organizational, structural challenge of the day. Here's how they did it. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together. And all who believed were together. 
don't know why I need to read that a third time. It's just kind of nice. Um, well, let me read it out of the Passion Translation here for a second. It's, uh, and all who believed were watching from home on their live stream. Let's go back to the ESV here for a second. There, there. All who believed were together, it says. All right. And had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Let, let me tell you, this is New Testament giving. Tithing is Old Testament. And the New Testament is where we start, a tenth. New Testament gets, gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Says, what do you have need? I've got a car. I'll sell it for you. So if you're, if you're stuck in Old Testament tithing, man, you need the Holy Spirit to come on your wallet, you see. So we, we want to give, we, we start with tithing. That's the first step. We, man, what do you need? You need my truck? Okay. Yes, Lord? <laughs> I'm telling you, God's, God's calling. Uh, and, and, and listen to this. And day by day, attending the temple together. And breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And in that context of togetherness, that's when God kept adding to their number. So they weren't trying to figure out what people needed and trying to dumb down the message of the gospel so people would be able to receive it. They were living a supernatural life, filled with the Holy Spirit, treasuring Jesus above people's opinions, and doing it together. All right? The early church devoted, and that is what discipleship looks like. Listen to this. Um, look, Romans, it, it, Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13, if, if you have it. If you don't, just, just listen to this. Let love be, here, here's, here's what Paul is saying to the Romans. Here's how I want you to live in it together. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Have people over and give them hummus. Listen to this. Uh, this is Colossians chapter, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Here's Paul's doing the same thing except to the Colossian church in their context. It says this, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. You know, like if you leave someone the first time they offend you, you're not operating in patience. Humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. Man, if the church just, I don't know if this is good English or not, but bared with one another, wasn't so easily annoyed at one another, and that would shine in a, in a really jacked up culture that we're living in. Like everybody's just quick to leave, quick to denominationalize. If, if we had friends that were not like us and we just bared with them, whew, man, I, that's how I want to be. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Guys, this doesn't happen from a distance. This is the call of the oven that the church cooks in is togetherness. Do you see this? Do you hear this? All right? That's what discipleship looks like. That's the only place that discipleship works. It's the only place. It, disciple, we have to, we have to re-look at, a, at a, 
a definition of what discipleship actually is. And discipleship is not learning facts. Like, learning facts is good. It's called the Word of God. We need to learn. We need downloads of information and revelation. We need that. We need, our, we need the Holy Spirit to illumine our eyes of our hearts so we can see the truth of God's Word. We need that. We need the presence of God, and we need the family of God. It is so massively important. But here's, here's the last thing that I'm going to say uh, before we break, and we're going to uh, hit these, these uh, groups in the foyer. I'm saying this, that... That holding on to Jesus for the long haul, do you know the parable of the seed and the sower, right? One seed, the word of God falls on the path, the enemy steals that, falls on the rocky soil, it springs up fast but then dies away, falls on the, on the weedy soil, and so it, it grows but it's, it's, you know, it's entangled with all the worries and cares of this life. And, and not, not many uh, seeds of God's word actually make it. And guys, I want to see us make it, Hello? I want to see, like, like Paul says to the Colossians, I want to present you all as like a, a radiant bride to Christ, mature in Jesus. And as a pastor of this house, I want to present myself and my family, but I want to present you all. It's like, like here we are. We, we're making it. We're holding on to you, Jesus, till that day, till you return. That's, that is my goal for this house. An increasing measure, one of the words uh, you know, to describe this, this holding on is perseverance. And I want to tell you this, that perseverance in Jesus uh, or perseverance in the faith takes togetherness. It takes community. It takes community. Paul has an understanding that if we're going to hold on to the end, that we, it is going to require us, not me, you see. All right? Paul's an understanding that, that uh, if we let people get isolated, like if you take a log that's on fire out of, of a fire pit, you take it out of the fire pit and you just put it off by itself, that fire will go out much, much sooner than all the other logs that are, that are you know, firing each other up. Right? So this is like holding on to Jesus is, is not a spectator sport. It's not about individualism. It's not about you mustering up strength. It is about us battling for each other's hearts. It takes your spiritual gifts are needed for my perseverance. But my spiritual gifts are needed for your perseverance in Jesus. Romans chapter 1, verse 11 says this. Paul is speaking to the Romans. He says, I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That's how it works. You hear that? Here's how it works. I want to see you. Do you know why? Because I care about how strong your heart is, and I've got gifts that you need. I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to impart them to you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both, both yours and mine. You know how that happens? in close proximity called togetherness. Listen to this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, going to verse 25. Listen to this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And how do we do that? Well, look at verse 24. Let us consider how, how to stir one another to love and good works. That's how. It takes us. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So listen to this. The closer it gets to the return of Jesus demands that we meet together more, not less. You hear that? All right. That's how, hey, Jesus is returning any moment. We better meet together much more, not much less. And what is happening in the world, though, is like, oh, we've got technology. We can do this. It's, I, I almost, like, I'm thankful for technology, but I'm almost not anymore. 
Because it's, it's actually allowing us to embrace something that is, that is uh, yeah, it, it's like poisonous to discipleship. <laughs> poisonous to, like, no longer is the service hidden. Now, you can know what was going on, and you didn't have to be there. I'm, I'm not sure that I like that so much. The, the need to be with one another. <laughs> Jesus called disciples not to watch, uh, to watch podcasts of him, but to watch him in touching range. All right? It's, it's so massively important, guys. So, so this is, this is, this is huge, 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 huge. But here's the last thing that I'm saying is that Colossians, let me just read, read Colossians to you just for one moment. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. I was going to preach the entire message just on this passage, but I'm just going to, just going to read this to you and let it hit. Listen, this is speaking of Jesus, who Jesus actually is. It says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. I'm going to read and then I'm going to comment here, okay? But this, that he is the image of the invisible God, that, that means when you see Jesus, you've seen God because he is God. The firstborn of all creation. This does not mean that Jesus was born. You have, you have to know language. You have, this is why you have to know Greek. This does not mean that Jesus was born. Jesus was not born. He's eternally begotten. Not created, never made, always has been. It's one of, that's one of the great heresies in the church that we allow to live. The Father did not create Jesus. Jesus was not born, uh, did not start existing when he came to earth. He was incarnate when he came to earth. He always existed with the Father in eternity past. Okay? What this is saying is the firstborn of all creation is that Jesus alone has all of the, of the privileges of the firstborn son of a king. That's what it's saying. He's the firstborn. That means everything belongs to him. He's the inheritor of all things. For by him, that's Jesus, all things were created. Do you ever think about Jesus actually being the one that's created everything? By him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him or by him and for him. Everything that was created was created by Jesus. That, that, that means that they're, they're, they're important. You just put yourself, Jesus created you. That means you're, you're special. You're important. But Everything that ever has been created, being created for Jesus, means that everything that was created was for the purpose of bringing glory to Jesus, including your life. And the reason that your heart is not happy is because you're trying to live for something else, someone else. You were made for Jesus, by Jesus, for Jesus, and your heart is not satisfied because, because you have not embraced that reality yet. Embrace it today. Made by Jesus, for Jesus, he's before all things. In him, all things hold together. So Jesus is not just the creator of all things, but he is the sustainer of all created things as well. So gravity, so that the earth doesn't go spinning off into orbit and get blasted into the sun because Jesus says it shouldn't. The walls don't fall down the ceiling on us and we don't just because Jesus is right now, by his good pleasure and power, sustaining all of his creation. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to be thankful for. My parents left me. My dog died. Well, Jesus isn't allowing the walls to fall on you this moment. Why don't we start there?
He's, he's created you and he's sustaining you. Every breath is because of his good pleasure. And he's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent, or in some translations say supreme. So it's this. Jesus made everything by himself, for himself, to show everything and everyone ever created that he is better than all things. So when we take a life and we say, oh, I like to cook it my life my way. Well, we just completely miss it. And I'm not going to be the kind of pastor that just, that just obliviously just watches you miss the great purpose and calling and destiny that God has on your life. You were made by God. Jesus is better than you. He, he, he wants you to know him, and he wants to intimately know you. Just, just let your mind and heart be rocked by that. Now, I'm telling you, you know the song that says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love? Here's the great challenge uh, in, in, the, in, in the church today, but here's the great challenge of every single heart, is we can, we can learn all about Jesus and who he is and that he is supreme, he is preeminent over all things. He's the creator. We're made by him. We're made for him. And, and we can hear all that stuff, and, and we can know that. But faith is not believing that. Faith is believing in I know that that chair will hold me if, if I sit on it. Well, you have to sit in the chair to actually, to actually practice faith. Faith is not believing that. Faith is believing in. And there's, there's a, there's our, our great issue is that our hearts don't want to be in Christ. They like everything else, prone to wander, just everything else. We, we, we skip Jesus constantly and his affections of his heart because we just like other things more and other things more and other things more. Now, why am I talking about this when I'm talking about biblical community? It's because perseverance in the faith takes community. And biblical community says this, really good biblical community says this, hey, I can tell that you love Facebook or Instagram or you love you know, Snapchat or you love golf or you, you love fantasy football or you love the affections of your heart or going in other places other than Jesus. And that's not going to happen to you because I love you on my watch. Biblical community says, hey, you were made by Jesus and for Jesus. And I'm going to be the most annoying person in your heart until your heart is rearranged and going after the one who loves you and created you by himself for himself. That is really good church. I, I, I want to write a book called Annoying Church. <laughs> annoying Church. Doing biblical community so well that no one gets off the hook. Where have you been? Oh, leave me alone. I'm cooking on my bike. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to let you matter too much to me to, to, to keep doing something absolutely ridiculous. Your fire is going to go out if it hasn't already. Get back in here. Kim Wasabi. Well, I'm not letting you off that easy. That's not. Wait, wait a second. You belong. You've been adopted into a family. You're not, you can't just watch from the, through the window. Like, I, I'm going to annoy you until you're back. What are you doing just watching? You need to be serving. Oh, I hate serving, getting up that early and stuff. Uh, see, this is the voice of, uh, of people who are, are falling away, you see. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's how they all talk. No, 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 no. It's not if you like to serve. It's that, it's that God's best for you is that you're a part of family and you use your gift. We need your gifts and you need ours. Get back in here with all those great gifts you've got. Don't be stingy now. And so at Providence, what, what we're doing, this takes 
this takes so much. But one of the ways that, that we are moving into this territory of belonging, serving, and doing family is we're just rebuilding groups, not as a ministry, but as a way that we do life and discipleship. Do you know that it's, it's not unbiblical or it's not not discipleship to go hang out with some people that you love, eat some food that you love, not cooked on a bike, watch the commanders be the eagles together, together, watch that. No, listen, you guys are not faith-filled like I am. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I promise the, fir the first touchdown of the game, Scary Terry from Wentz. Everybody who's knocking Wentz, he's gonna talk, first touchdown of the game. Feeling that strong, I don't know why. I think it's because Jesus cares about, about, about my heart's affections here with you. We say, well, we never opened the Bible. And what? You lived the Bible. You, you were walking in community. You opened your home. Like, you, 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 you're practicing hospitality, which is living the Bible. All right, we never even prayed for each other. Well, next time. <laughs> but listen, opening your house, getting together with your friends, seeing them for real, and just, just communicating them, you, you, you belong here. It's biblical community. And that's what we want to build our groups around. Do you know what the, the, um, the weird pressure in the church, um, not necessarily Providence, it's a little bit Providence maybe, but in, in the church in general has been, well, if you're going to do a small group or a home group, or what we call them community groups here. We used to call them connect groups. I don't care what you call it. Just, just live it, right? But the weird pressure in, in a small group or a home group or whatever has been that you've got to be a good teacher. And I'm just saying, no, that's not, that's, we're not looking for good teachers to do our groups here. We're looking for shepherds that are going to see people and gather people. We're looking for hospitality people that are going to be a hospital to people, help people heal, help people be seen, help people be loved, know how to make good food for people, know how to welcome their house in a great environment. That, that's the people that, that actually are living in God's presence and inviting other people into that, the kind of people that you feel like you could go into their fridge without asking or take a nap on their couch, even, I don't know, take a nap in their bed without even asking them. That's the kind of people that we're, we're looking for, the people that are just like Mikasa you know what I'm saying, right? So just, just come on over. It doesn't, you, you, even no warning sometimes. Now we're going to have to do some boundaries if you keep showing up, you know, but uh, we're going to have to have good communication. It's going to have to get weird. Don't jump into the alligator's mouth over it, all right? So, but we're just going to, just hospitality people, community people, smiley people, presence people that just, just love to live the scriptures. That's, if, if you're that kind of person, God might be calling you to just start a group in your home. You know, Sunday mornings are great. I hope, you know, in 2023, we're gonna, I, I really believe that we're gonna start meeting on Wednesday nights as well, because there's so much to teach in these days, and there's so much stuff to begin to activate and to go after in these days. But, but we, we will never not need your living room to do biblical community. Do you know that, that, uh, that group ministry, I'm just calling it group ministry, but this, this smaller ministry, like the, the early church met in Solomon's colonnade together every day to hear apostolic teaching, and they went home to eat together, and <laughs> thousands of people and, and hundreds and hundreds of homes spread out through the city. All right? Both, both are necessary and important. All right? But the best place to practice spiritual gifts is in community like this. I think I speak in tongues. Well, really? Show me. I don't think that's tongues. Wow. Well, you, that is. I, I think that is. Actually, I've got an interpretation. Really? 
Ah. See, that's a, you, you don't practice from the stage on a Sunday morning being live streamed to a thousand people. You know, you, you have you start small, aim small, miss small. <laughs> start small. It's not about stages. It's about encouragement. It's about vulnerability. So leaders of, of this kind of stuff, shepherd people, gatherer people, facilitator people, hospitality people, these are the people. Guys, God is raising you up for such a time as this to, leave, to lead a massive charge. Last thing, though, um, the, the, the tip of the spear, so to speak, you know, we were talking about missions in the very beginning, the, what we are going to, when we find about need in Spring Grove, in Hanover, in York, in New Oxford, in wherever people live that come here, all right? When we find out about need, we're actually calling the groups that are closest to that need. So groups, community groups, are gonna be tip of the spear missionally. You hear that? There's there's gonna be opportunity for you to get off of the couch watching the commanders beat the eagles, all right? Eating good hummus and the, ah, and actually say, hey, there's actually need there. So actually we need $25 and someone is stranded on the street and you all go and you be the hands and feet of Jesus to them. Do you know, does anybody, can anybody just name our global missionaries here? Like anybody, do you you know we have missionaries in Thailand, the Hallas? Do you know we have missionaries in in Haiti, (laughs) the Stocklands? Do you know that that Calvin Brain is is back and forth, a, a continents, and that he's doing things in the globe that is massive? Do you know that? Well, our groups are gonna be the, our groups are going to adopt one of our global missionaries and care for them and love on them and send them stuff and pray for them together. This is where the action is going to be. All right? So here's what I, here's what I want you to consider. I just want you to consider walking in this with us. I just want you to consider, hey, maybe Sunday morning is, is, is awesome. And I'm not saying don't come on. You, you don't have to pick between Sunday. It's not, it's not one or the other. It's both and. Okay? It's not you come on Sunday or you go to a community group. It's that they're both absolutely necessary. All right? So I just want to encourage you today, on your way out, and that's why we're wearing name tags today. I'm, gonna, I'm about to go put mine on, okay? I'm not too cool for a tag, all right? But the, I, I want you on your way out just, just to maybe say, hey, God, what tribe of people maybe do you want me to hang with for a while? It's not, it's not like you're going to sign up and we're going to lock you down. If it's not working, it's not working. Go somewhere else. We'll figure it out. But I just want to encourage you guys. Hey, listen, this is y- y- your, your faith was not meant to be a spectator sport. It has to be done in the context of together. Amen. So the altar call today is going to be a call to the foyer. All right. Where, where I just want to say, hey, Holy Spirit, get him. <laughs> Send you out the door. <laughs> Who do I hang out with? And there's going to be people ready for you just to talk to you and just to love on you. You like that? Can I just, can I pray this way? Hey, Tyler, I'm feeling it. I'm just going to pray over these people, all right? Hey, get your name tag on. Anyway, the, uh, let's, let's, let's pray this, okay? So, so Heavenly Father, we just love, we just love God that we get to be a part of your family. And we actually want to know the depths of that now. We want to actually know a belonging that is not based on our performance. A, a, a belonging that can withstand weird confrontation. We want to know a belonging that can withstand some disappointment and hurt and pain for, for the sake of Jesus. And we want to know a community that can contend for our hearts that we'd be after the one who made us by himself, for himself. 
God, we want to know that kind of community, the kind of community where we get together, we genuinely have affections for one another because we're walking in the affection that you have for us. So God, just bless these people. Bless these people, God. I just, I just champion them right now, God. I just, I just say, say your best days are coming. And God, I just pray that you would disciple us now and walk us into great relationship together. Touch this church. Make us wild and dangerous, annoying to one another in the, the best, most glorious way. I ask this and I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out our Sermon of the Week. If you have questions or would like to get connected, download our app or visit us at providencecommunity.org. Thank you.